0: We got some work to do this is the advanced scout with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson.
1: I am Tom Offerman and with me as always is former pro scout Matt Williamson. The one and two Steelers head to Lambeau Field this Sunday to take on the two and one Green Bay Packers. Packers winning their last two games on the season. Matt you've been around a football team at the capacity of a scout before. Is it hard to keep that focus after two bad losses like that, or still too early in the season for things to really start working their way uh, into people's minds? It's a
0: great question, and it's a hard one to answer. I will say Tomlin's been down roads worse than this, and it had, and one of, without question one of his best assets, and he has many of them, is keeping the team focused, understanding what is acceptable and what isn't, and I'm sure – he made it pretty clear that what they put on the field on Sunday isn't what is expected around here, nor has it been for years and years. So, I'm not saying they're going to beat Green Bay. Green Bay is a better team than the Steelers right now. I'm not going to deny that, but I bet the the mistakes, the unforced errors, will be will be a lot better this week.
1: Well, the Green Bay Packers, like I said, have won their last two football games. Certainly, a Super Bowl contender in your mind, I'd assume.
0: I think so. I mean, little
1: doubt after Week One
0: creep in. Yeah, I mean, I'm well. I'm sure we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers plenty. Lot, I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I love him, <laughs> and that in itself makes them a contender without question. I don't think. Lafleur, the head coach, although he's thirteen and three both the years as the head as as the head guy, he's never known anything but going to championship weekend. Yeah, it's amazing, but I don't know that he's going to outcoach some of the top guys in the league when it comes to playoff time. And their roster has some holes, but yeah, they're a very good organization team. You know, quarterback, of course.
1: Well, we said on last week's edition of the Advanced Scout, when you need to bounce back, Cincinnati Bengals are a pretty good team to welcome into your own stadium going up to green yep. bay's house that's a bit of a different story walking no into a buzzsaw it seems for the steelers this week little series history before we get into okay. the packers uh series started all the way back in 1933 <laughs> How about that when yeah. the pittsburgh pirates yep, i did not yep. mess that up for everybody listening out there the pittsburgh pirates fell to the green bay packers by a score of 47 to nothing so even back then the didn't pirates didn't go so well the for the Bucos, right good, good thing that the steelers <laughs> Made that name change happen. Uh, Didn't get much better for Pittsburgh. Obviously, the Packers dominated the early portions of the NFL. Packers winning the first nine meetings between these teams. But since then, things have kind of evened out. The Packers have the all-time series lead, 19-16, to and they obviously have the signature win in the Super Bowl over Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, getting his one Super Bowl ring there. Steelers have kind of been the darling of this matchup, though, lately. They've Uh won five of the last six matchups and nine of their last 12s. Uh, the 60s obviously belonged to Green Bay, but other than that run from 1957 to 1970, it's kind of been in Pittsburgh's favor.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look Chuck Knoll on, it's been, the it's p- it's Pittsburgh, been, yeah. been Pittsburgh Except heavily. for the one that really counted the most. Yeah, <laughs> and you probably trade them all for that one, and that was a heartbreaker, of course. Um, but no, you're right. I mean, I think it goes without saying, though. I mean, these are two of the absolute most storied you know, franchises in no the entire question. league, and you know... the. Uh, the the rings and the trophies, especially even going back pre-Super Bowl, obviously there is tons of them.
1: Let's get into the 2021 version of this matchup, and let's start with those Packers offensive players, the weapons yeah.
0: that they have. Uh, Let me stop you super quick, because there's a lot to talk about with this team, but some of their numbers are a little foggier I than I was just going to say Okay, that. yeah, go ahead. Numbers aren't
1: that great on the offense right now but you got to factor in that stinker in week 1. Right. They've been
0: three games and one was horrible. They
1: average 22.7 points per game right now, which mm-hmm. is not it's not that great. It's middle sure, of the road. Sure. But you add in the fact that they scored 3 points in their first week and exactly. they're at 22 a game now after just right. 2 weeks removed from that. It's pretty prolific past 2 weeks for that Packers
0: offense. Without question and and you have to pay attention to what they did last year. They set a lot of records and things yes. last year offensively, efficiency, Rodgers, and that's what they are. I mean, just take week one out of the equation. They got blown out. They didn't show up. Those things happened, you know, poof. But the last two weeks, they look like the Packers. For
1: example, they were averaging, at this point, they're averaging 5.3 yards per play. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2020, they averaged around 6.3, which was very close to leading the league. Yeah. Uh, last week against
0: the Niners, they were at six yards per play. So yeah.
1: they're trending back towards that 2020 form. Six and offense. above is
0: very, very good. Yes. And, and I think that's who they are deep down.
1: No question. I think that you can throw that week one result right, in right, the trash right, right. can. This team that you saw against the Niners is more like the team you'll see all year long with the I Green Bay Packers. Absolutely think so. On that offense, it's all about the A. Aaron, Aaron, and Adams, man. Yeah, that's, that's, okay. That's the big three. Yeah, <laughs> yep. the A offense is powered by AAA. And let's start with the big guy, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, look, if you're a football fan, which I assume you are listening I to this podcast, right. you don't really need us to have to tell you about this guy. This guy's incredible. Last year— Wins the MVP. He had a passer rating of at least 114 of a possible 16 games last year. That is an NFL record if you couldn't put that together on your own already. Remarkable. He's already two for three as far as that's concerned this Mm -hmm. year. Week one aside, whatever. That's right. right. 145 was his passer rating against the Detroit Lions. Really? What a bounce back. And then last week against the Niners, 113. So he's on track to at least have another season like that a ton of performances with a passer rating over 100
0: what's most amazing to me and we we could talk rogers legacy if you want or we could talk rogers for the whole podcast if you want (laughs) i mean the thing that really separates him against some of the other greats to me is i say this all the time is grab all the hall of famers grab montana grab brady grab peyton manning whoever you want none of them have a Better highlight tape than him. No, you know nobody does, and nobody though has a better low light tape than him either. Is the thing like if you look at his, you know all his bad plays, there's not many. You know, and that's what's crazy about it is it's he is super aggressive, and he does the wow plays, but there aren't many. Head scratchers or bad picks or, you know, Favre was the opposite. Favre was extreme one way the or gambler, the other. gambler, yeah. Right, you know. Gunslinger mentality.
1: Rodgers' negatives are very minimal. And he can gunsling with the best oh, of them. Yeah. But he just doesn't throw the right. ball to the other team. It's remarkable. Has not thrown an interception in three games so far this season. Yeah. Six touchdown passes, zero in the first game. So all six of those coming in the past two weeks for Rodgers. Last year, he threw more touchdown passes with 48 then the Packers punted during and the season. That's
0: one of the more remarkable things, The Packers too. punted 47 times in 2020, and he threw 48 touchdown passes. Yeah, that's I insanity. mean, this how... I mean, they're both compliments to him, of course. I mean, 48's right. a huge number, but the fact that they're always getting first downs, they're always putting points on the board, didn't have to punt. I mean, their efficiency last year is off the charts.
1: It's so remarkable. You mentioned how he's able to protect the football. And what does he have that the other greats like the Mannings and the Brady's and now the Mahomes Mm -hmm. have where they don't he doesn't have those bad interceptions I mean you just saw Mahomes the other week against the Chargers he threw up a pretty questionable ball that got picked off same thing in the Ravens game for him. Brady's thrown some questionable interceptions in his past. Th- Hell, his last throw as a New England Patriot was a pick six in a playoff game. Right. What is it about Rodgers? Is it he's that much smarter than everybody else? I, I don't want to say he's risk adverse because he pushes the because ball he's into not, tight windows he's all the time. Alex Smith
0: or one of these type of guys. Is he right? just
1: the most accurate quarterback we've ever seen?
0: I mean, he's unbelievably gifted, obviously. He can extend. When bad things happen, he can get out of harm's way, extend the play. One thing he does really well, which doesn't sound like a skill, he'll just throw it away. You know, he just lives to play another down. I mean, a lot of defenses, and it's becoming even more and more in, tr- in vogue, just dares rece- or quarterbacks now to keep checking it down, keep checking it down. And the Bradys and Rodgers will, but some of the guys just get sick of it and they throw the ball in harm's way. And he's never been one to, deal, you know, to take that approach. And I remember, I mean, there was a a long stretch there where he led the league in what they would call throwaways. You know, like, second and ten, it's not here. I'm chucking it in the seats, and then I'll get you next time. You know? Extreme confidence in himself, too. Quick correction here. I said he had zero interceptions. That's since week one. He did two picks
1: against the Saints, one of them being probably one of the only low lights on his career, that bomb he threw down the field, that it looked like he was throwing it to the Saints defensive back. Yeah, that was a moment. So he's but. got two so far. I would bet that he probably finishes under six or seven this year. Yeah. I, there's probably only three or four more coming all year long.
0: I mean, I think his you know, uh, touchdown to interception ratio is the best in history. You know, and it's just year after year, it's single-digit, um, you know, interceptions despite throwing the ball – downfield, in-tight windows, a high number of attempts. you got to think, too. I mean, December in Green Bay, it's hard to control the football. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's windy and nasty, and you're playing in Chicago. Or, you know, I mean, Ben's dealt with that, too. Late-in-the-year weather makes it harder to control the football, and he still does it extremely well. I'm trying to find a way
1: or a chink in the armor if you will yeah and I don't think there is one for Rodgers So what is that know. weakness around him that you can exploit and the only one that I'm really coming to right now is maybe the pass protection? Obviously, David yeah, Hacchari, He's on IR yeah. missing more than half the season not only see the best lineman best tackle Green Bay has he's probably the best tackle in the entire NFL so right Rodgers is missing his will be there Uh So far this year, he's been under pressure. Two sacks, seven quarterback hits in the first game. Got sacked three times, had seven quarterback hits on him in the second game. But there's improvement last week against a pretty good Niners front. He only Mm -hmm. got sacked once, and he only got hit two times. So maybe you're starting to see a little bit of consistency with their linemen. They're starting to gel a little bit more. And unlike the Steelers' offensive line, maybe you're seeing improvement. It's only going to get even better when Bakchari does come back eventually.
0: I agree with everything you said there, too. I mean, he has a wonderful track record of making his linemen better, too. I mean, I definitely think sacks are also a quarterback stat. You know, guys like Manning that couldn't move always knew where <laughs> the rush was coming and how to help their linemen. Rodgers excels at that as well. That goes back well. to him
1: knowing how to throw the ball away, like Yeah, you
0: exactly. I mean, he fights another day. Um, weaknesses are, are really hard to come by with him without question. I do think the line is questionable, and it does look like the Steelers should be healthier up front, so that's... You know, you would think that goes back to being an advantage that Pittsburgh has pretty much every week when they're right. Um, And this isn't a knock on the Packers at all because these two players are amazing. You mentioned the, the A's. Adams and Aaron Jones are awesome, but the other guys are just guys. They're just dudes. They're that's just why dudes. I call it the AAA offense. Yeah, right.
1: Because it's really Aaron, Aaron, and Adams. And yeah. Other than that, you're you're not getting much no. to write home about. Backchari is a little bit more than a dude. But of course, that's, that's a lineman. And you're he's not playing his game either. Right, right, right,
0: yeah. right. And Jenkins, the other lineman, is a really good young player too. He he didn't play last week. They were on a third string left tackle. Oof. He was getting abused by Nick Bosa. But they adjusted well, and through the second half, you know, Bosa didn't kill them as much as, as they did early on. I mean, they know what they're doing. You know, so Rodgers is a star. With Rodgers, you know, you're sitting there as a Steeler fan. You're hoping you get Watt back. As we record this, mm-hmm. we
1: don't know that's a for sure or not, but you can right, lean right, right. towards that maybe being a possibility. So you're thinking, okay, that's fine. We'll get that pass rush going like we did week one against the Buffalo Bills. Shouldn't be a problem. My boy Matt Williamson just told me they're hurt on that offensive line. They're not right. the best offensive line
0: but Aaron Rodgers is so good, he himself is going to be able to probably take number 90 out of the game. I mean, just his recognition, his quick release, knowing where to go with the football, all those things are very, very valuable and makes him extremely hard to play against. I mean, frankly, I think he's the hardest quarterback to play against in the history of the game. Still with Mahomes out there now, or do you think that's kind yeah? Of I mean, closer? his body of work's just not there quite yet. But it's, you know, he's but on, right he's on that same path. There's a lot of similarities. How is
1: Rogers' mobility in your mind at this advanced age? It's obviously not as good as it once was. But right, he still looks like he can scoot when he has to a little
0: bit, and he's always been such a smart runner. In that, okay, you play a lot of man coverage against his guys. his third and six. He gets seven slides, pops up. You know, first down breaks your back, and I, I still think. He, he can do plenty of that. He's not going to run away from people. But, again, it's his mind married with good tools, of course, that is really hard to play against. And, again, he turned her back on him in coverage. He's going to take what's there. He's so good at all those type of things, you know, drawing people off sides with his cadence and snap count. If you're not fast enough going on and off the field with your substitutions – he snaps the ball and gets 12 men on the field. Right. You know, like things like that that not everyone else does.
1: And the hard count. I right. Mean, and he can make any throw. It's to absurd. Everyone. I right, flinch right. on the couch when I'm watching right. him. And he does that hard count on Sunday Night Football. Uh, his favorite target without question is Devontae Adams. Yeah. You could make the legitimate case that he's the best receiver in the entire NFL right now. He's got a 15-game streak going in which he has caught at least five passes. That's the longest streak of its kind right now in the league. He's on pace in 2021 for 193 targets, 142 catches, 1,751 receiving yards over this 17-game season. Last week against the Niners, Adams was targeted 17 times out of his 31 routes run. That's a remarkable ratio. He clearly is the favorite target for Aaron Rodgers. Why wouldn't he be the favorite? And if you needed any more evidence just look to who he threw both of his passes to with 37 seconds left and right. no timeouts to get into field range. Adams, right. Adams, Spike field goal. <laughs>
0: right, right. Uh, he is probably my vote for the number 1 receiver in the in the league. But he doesn't blow you away. He doesn't look like DK Metcalf or Calvin Johnson, or he's not as fast as Tyreek or some of the others. Right. He's an exquisite route runner, though. and he Which
1: Rodgers probably loves. loves. If he had to pick one tool to have in his receiver, it's exquisite yeah, route runner.
0: exactly. I mean, adjusting to those back shoulder throws that they there made famous, he's probably the best receiver in the league at getting off press coverage. You know, I mean – um, when he's cut, his ball skills are phenomenal. When he's covered, they're still going to throw it to him. He doesn't have one thing that makes you just, dro- you know, drop your draw, your jaw, like uh, the-, the speed or the size or any of those type of things. But he is such a technician and a, a wonderful football player. One jaw dropping stat for Devonte
1: Adams. He had 18 receiving touchdowns last year. That was greater than the number of field goals the Packers made last year <laughs> by two. 16 yeah. made field goals, 18 touchdowns to Devonte Adams. Adams also had one more point than Packers kicker Mason Crosby did, 108 to 107.
0: Which so never happens.
1: Jaw-dropping no. stats for yeah. Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's just a prolific connection, a lethal, the best one to, uh quarterback wide receiver connection in football. Yeah, uh, you can't. Uh, even, Kansas
0: City has an argument, you know, with Tyreek. An but argument, it's different. but right. with all due respect,
1: these I think two Devontae are Adams is a different breed than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. close, but he's without just question. A, a, I hear you. A little bit more polished. It's, a it's remarkable
0: those two stats you just mentioned, though that quarterback and receivers, how they're judged against punters and kickers. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's a compliment (laughs) of how good the offense was. It's crazy. Outside of Adams,
1: though, you kind of mentioned this already with, you know, it's Jones, it's Adams, and it's Rodgers, and that's it. The rest is Mm -hmm. just dudes. Who do you have to worry about in that receiving core if you're the Steelers? Uh, I mean, defensively, who do you think will line up in the slot? Because they've been really good at stopping slot receivers so far this year. Pittsburgh has. Um, but I don't know if that's really the threat that Green Bay presents. As, no. You know, in other games, you had a Cole Beasley. You had a Hunter Renfro. Right. Tyler Boyd obviously scored a touchdown against the Steelers last week. A little bit better slot threats that they're facing
0: that they've done a good job against. Is there a drop-off
1: in that category this week?
0: I think so. I mean, it's basically public knowledge that they traded for Randall Cobb to make Aaron Rodgers happy he's and bring done, him back. Right? And mean, he looks pretty toasted, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, T. Martin's son, Amari Rogers, was their third-round pick this year. I wonder if this is the game he starts to take that over. But he's a rookie, I mean, and he's a, a well-built slot guy that can take a pounding. But that's a very technically advanced position, too, with your route running and timing. And a rookie, that's asking a lot. So I don't think the slot's going to be where they're you know, really focused. Robert Tanyan had a really good year last year, but it was almost just... This seems rude to Tanyan because he played well, but it was really just kind of riding Rodgers' coattails. And, well, you know. That's the,
1: naturally going to happen. Yeah. He's going to make players better than they
0: are. Without question. I mean, Marcus Valdez Scandling. He's, I mean, he's the other one I was going to bring that's what up. I mean. He's, he's,
1: his value is all on number 12,
0: really. Yes. And he's very inconsistent, but he's big and fast and he gets downfield. And that speed and downfield ability is dangerous when it actually. Happens when it translates right. to him catching the ball, right? Or open and making Which a big the inconsistencies obvious. That's what's been plaguing
1: him in his career. Uh, you mentioned Tanyan, Green Bay loves to use tight ends, they operate out of 12 personnel, mm-hmm. uh, second most to any team in the NFL this year, behind just the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, 34 percent of their snaps is out of 12 personnel, one running back and two tight ends on the
0: field. Real quick, my theory on that is because they've had left tackle problems and offensive line problems, they're using blockers like Mercedes Lewis and those type of dudes. And to your point... They don't have a slot that's dominant, so, so they've been the using point of two tight them out ends. On the field, right. When so they're kinda killing a... two birds with, you know, two tight ends.
1: Well, I was setting that up for maybe that's helping them get the running game going a little bit because probably that final piece of the AAA A offense, Aaron Jones, he's not had the best start
0: to the year. No, but he rushing looks the ball. Great. Right.
1: And I say that because out of the backfield and catching the ball, he's got seventy five yards, he's got three touchdowns already. Yeah. And three of those touchdowns coming in that game against the Detroit Lions. So his a, value is being felt, even though he's doing okay running the ball. 158 yards through three games. First week was a stinker. I think he had about 60 against the Lions. Mm-hmm. He had about 80. I don't think he played week. much even the second half because it was know, so bad. Yeah, too. exactly. Right. So, and Rogers too, for that matter, got right. taken out of that same game in, uh, right. as well. But he's not able to get things on the ground going, and he's still able to be such a valuable piece to this offense. Third in receiving yards so far this year. Like I said, he leads them in receiving touchdowns with three. I mean, it's a case of if you stop this guy on the ground, that's not the end of your job. He's no. going to make you hurt a lot in the passing game, too. And I'm really curious to see how the Steelers linebackers can handle him.
0: Agreed. Uh, one thing about about Bush, last Devin Bush, last year, is I thought he did a really good job before his injury in man coverage against running backs. Saquon Barkley and some of those dudes. Yeah. Um, Joan, and Barkley's a great receiver, but so is Jones. I think Jones is a top— five all-around back. I mean, he doesn't get lumped in with McCaffrey and Kamara enough, in my opinion, but I think he's on that tier of you can pitch it to him, you can run inside the tackles, he's you know, in space, his route running, his ball skills. He's a weapon and is very dangerous, and there really isn't a great answer for him.
1: Well, no doubt. It's so much fun to talk about this Packers offense weapons galore. Aaron Rodgers future nailed on Hall of Famer, maybe the greatest of all time at the position, but we got to get into the defense a little bit here to wrap things up before we get to your key matchups. And Matt, I'm honestly having trouble making heads or tails of what I can expect from this defense because the numbers are weird. Like Total yards allowed, they're up towards the top half of the league, so Mm -hmm. they're doing good there. They don't give up an egregious amount on the ground, but it's not great. They've given up 115 per game so far this year. That puts them around the middle of the pack of the league, so not great, but also not terrible. And, And their passing defense is getting near the top 10. So all of those total yard outputs are good, Yet they're 24th in points per game allowed so far this year. Yeah. And, and say, some well, of that's week one. and well, you know, see, right. well, Here's what I would say against that. The Lions had a little bit of a comeback later they in did. that game. They put up 21 points. Yep. And the Niners put up points against them yep. uh, without accumulating a lot of yardage, though. And you know, you hear the that's old adage, oh, you're a bend, but you don't break defense. I mean, Belichick and the Patriots used to do that constantly, giving up a ton of yards but not letting you get but in the end points. zone. It's like the opposite here. It's like they're not bending, but they'll yeah. break.
0: Yeah. <sighs> They're a hard one to grasp too and because they have a new coordinator and I think they have five or six really good players, you know that are first round picks that are really talented that any team would love to have. The three or four of them might be in the secondary by the way. Yeah, Savage and Amos yes. and certainly Alexander and without question. Um, but traditionally, the the last several years, their defense has been wildly inconsistent, you know, not fundamentally sound, um, attacking and leaving big gaps open. But it's a new coordinator. so And if you take week one out of the equation, they are kind of a mystery to me because there are great players, but there's inconsistency. And I'm not exactly sure where they're at, to be honest with you. I'm not avoiding the, the subject. No, I, just, I it's a hard one you. to talk about right now.
1: I let it off with saying I'm having trouble, too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to figure them out so far. And, of course, the sample size is very small still. Of course, still. right. Uh, but they are missing their premier pass rusher and outside linebacker Zadarius Smith. Yeah. Uh, that obviously hurts them. He might be their best defensive player overall. Him hey, Alexander well. to me. Yeah, Definitely right. has very his different. hat but... in the ring there, though. Um, they've struggled to create pressure with Smith's absence until last week week when they had 11 quarterback hits and three of their four sacks on the season so far mm-hmm. they barely touched winston in week one no but again that's the outlier game you throw that yeah, out but it happened and then against, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. and against the Lions, they only had one sack and a couple quarterback hits so mm-hmm. they're struggling to create that pressure Hopefully that continues against the Steelers although last week like I said they're starting to trend a little bit in the right direction maybe that's more comfortability with the new scheme with the new coordinator maybe it's more comfortability adapting to life without Zadarius Smith.
0: Yeah, and Smith is a big loss. I mean it's not TJ Watt level but But he's an impact player. He's an yeah. impact player. He's a Pro Bowl type player. Uh, he'll, he'll he'll line up on the inside. I mean he he's, he's all over the place. Preston Smith Gets lumped in in with him, but he's not as good as Adarius. Had a sack last week. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player. He's a quality starter. Um, You know, Clark is their nose tackle type, is another really good player, but not much of a pass rusher. I mean, I think he's a Pro Bowl-type guy as well. Um, So they are kind of looking. And and then the Michigan kid, Gary, was a first-round pick two years ago. Immensely talented. He keeps flashing, too. But, I mean, I don't think we have to – you know, candy coat this. Steelers O line is still problem. I mean, uh, they still scare me. Right? Like, yeah, right. This you might know, be right. What the doctor ordered for the Packers, as far as right. getting a pass rush going. If this was a Packers podcast, we'd be like, well, maybe Gary now and these guys get start right again, right, feel right, right, a right, bit, right, right, and yeah. they
1: work themselves into a a, a nice uh, rounding into shape before Smith comes back, but. Alas, we're a Steelers podcast, and this is bad news, not good news. Uh, I love the secondary, like we mentioned. Yeah, King, Alexander, Amos, Savage, those top four. Uh, yeah. I think that's, the first one, of the, pick, that's one of the best units in football as yep. far as the secondary goes. And it's a unit you don't want to test much when you're facing the Green Bay nah. Packers. In a way, does it kind of work out for the Steelers, though? Because Ben's not really trying to push the ball deep down the field too much. And where the Packers can be susceptible is those underneath stuff, their linebackers and coverage. So maybe in a weird way this plays into the Steelers' hands, but I'd have to expect, you know, watching film all week, the defense corner is going to scheme some of those safeties up a little bit. I would imagine. Jam wide receivers at the line of scrimmage, go a lot of man and cover them underneath. And you can't just let the Steelers' lack of throwing the ball downfield take those four guys out of the game. Sure.
0: Uh, Alexander's really a top three or four corner in the league right now. Really came on strong. Interception against the Niners last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, Savage is one of my favorites though. I mean, I kind of want to touch on him because he'll play the slot. He'll play in one of the linebacker areas, even though he's not that type of size, he'll play free. He'll play, you know, too high. They move him all over the place. So he's somebody Ben's really going to have to be aware of, you know, what are they doing with him?
1: Nineteen targets for Najee Harris last week. Yeah, you think Savage is the guy that comes up a lot and takes him, or will they try a linebacker Probably first? Probably try the linebackers. Probably won't. But go I don't well. know if that
0: that, war- that goes well. I, yeah, I don't right. think it
1: will either. Uh, linebackers are having trouble in coverage, like I mentioned. Yeah, uh, tight they're just ends. okay. Yeah. Tight ends have caused a lot. Of problems for this Green Bay offense Uh, so far in three weeks. Tight ends have caught 21 passes, 197 yards, and three touchdowns against the Green Bay Packers. So you'd think it's a good day for Fryermuth or Ebron, but those two are coming off of some questionable performances. I know Fryermuth got in the end zone, but he also had a drop and. Blocking wise, he was just a turnstile against the Bengals. It but, was, but we're not talking about them blocking. We're talking about them being sure. weapons to in the offense.
0: Generate some passing game here,
1: and it looks like the passing game is going to be the tight ends and Najee Harris this week. Uh, I would imagine, in I the of the field and the middle I think King and Alexander are going to do a good job of locking down whoever's on the outside.
0: Probably, right probably, and you know, Alexander doesn't need help, so you can no. roll, roll things the other way. Um, I think Fryer moves come on well as a as a receiver. And probably starts to even separate from Ebron a little I think he's number one, right? I, I now. do too receiving aspect. I, I yes. agree. I think he's a better blocker too, despite last week. Um, well, Harris it's not probably very hard got... to do when you're talking about Ebron. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Harris got too many targets, but I am yes. glad that they at least, you know, incorporated him into the passing game more. We were calling for that just a week ago. And I think their linebackers are susceptible, so We'll see. I mean, it's it's hard to put a lot of stock into the Steelers offense being productive in any facet right now after what we've seen through three weeks. But I think the middle of the field and those linebackers would be a target of mine.
1: And I hate to say this, too, Matt, but for the third week in a row, it kind of seems like this is a defense you should be able to run the ball against. You would think. The Raiders were like that. The yeah. Bang, the Bengals were like that. I'm kind of
0: tired of saying it, though, throughout the week. And then right, having right. Najee
1: go for 40 yards on the ground and right.
0: have no push for up front or opposed with one or two big runs a game. Absolutely. So it
1: seems like that's going to be the case again this again, week. Again, their
0: gap discipline's not always great, and they'll, you know, they'll... they'll They'll put two guys in the same gap at times, and you should be able to exploit that stuff on the ground. Uh, will the Steelers? I don't know. But look at how our tones
1: changed. Last week against the Bengals, we were like, yeah, they'll be able to do it. Right. What's one week against the Raiders? Oh, that's two weeks in a row against teams you should run on, and you have been able to. Right. Why should we be optimistic? That's that's the thing.
0: I mean, there's talent there, and they could get it right, and this might be the get-right game. And Tomlin has sure shown that you know, whenever they count them out, it's a, that's when his team's at his best at times. You know, I mean, but... Doesn't look great on paper just, you know, when the Steelers have the ball. Before we get out of here, two key matchups that you have your eye on Sunday
1: in Lambeau. The first being Packers running back Aaron Jones versus those Steelers linebackers Devin Bush and Joe Schobert. Bush and Schobert, you know, kind of been on the milk carton lately this year. Yeah. And haven't seen Not too bad. much bad from them, but right. you haven't seen the playmaking happen from them either.
0: They might have you their would hand... think they should show up. Yes, more. they might yeah, have their hands
1: league. full more than they have all year with Aaron Jones.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the way Rodgers will manipulate them too <laughs> right. with his eyes and the ball guy. fakes and all that kind <laughs> of stuff too. But yeah, I mean, that's why you got Schobert, that's why you traded up for Bush is for matchups like this. I mean, that's that's why they're out there and again. They haven't been bad. I just expected more impact plays from that pair so far.
1: From Bush more so than Shover, probably. You yeah. Know, top ten yeah, paid yeah, to yeah. trade
0: up to get him. Right. It's your third year now in the league. Now's the time when you start showing us something. Exactly. I mean, the Roquan Smiths and Devin Whites are starting yes. to really
1: show up more. And finally, Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger versus Packers safety Darnell Savage. You touched on this a little bit earlier, but Savage is a guy that Ben's really going to have to key in on. He lines up in all different places on the field. The slot where the linebacker should be back in his traditional safety spot. Uh, Being able to know where Savage is and either avoid him or attack him when it warrants it is huge for the Steelers and Ben.
0: Yeah, and mentally I'm sure Ben will handle it just fine. But will the protection schemes and the new tackles or nausea and fryer move pick up the right blitzes or realize the coverages and all those type of things? That communication thing's a big deal. Savage is one of my favorite young defenders in the league. You know, I I have great respect for him. Steel fans just kind of watch, you know, sit back and watch how they use him. I mean, he really impacts the game. That's all she wrote for us here on this edition of the Advanced Scout. Thanks, as always, for giving us a
1: listen. The Steelers look to get back in the win column and their two-game losing streak against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field, 425 kickoff Sunday for the Steelers and Packers. For Matt Williamson, I am Tom Opferman. We will talk to you guys next week on another edition of the Advanced Scout.